0: The first reading this morning is from Joshua chapter 1, reading verses 1 to 9. Joshua installed as leader. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go.
1: So, after Moses died, Israel needed a hero. They'd been walking in the desert for 40 years, and of all of the people that escaped from Egypt with Moses, there was only two of them left alive, Joshua and Caleb. Caleb. Israel was now at the promised land and they were just waiting for someone to lead them into their new home and God chose Joshua to be that person, to be that leader and Joshua was a hero but what does that mean? What does it mean to be a hero? A hero lives with courage. In verses 5 and 6, we heard, No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. I was, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I will never leave or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. You, you heard that line quite a few times in that, in that reading. Joshua would have been in need of some courage. They've been led by Moses for 40 years. And then they were there within reach of the promised land, and suddenly Moses was gone. So God was saying, I'm with you now, be strong and be courageous. But that wasn't it wasn't just to it wasn't just to Jose to to Joshua, it was to us as well. God promises to walk with us. And we have our challenges. We might not be leading a nation into a promised land. But our challenges can be just as real. And we need that strength and courage just as much. A hero lives with commitment. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God was telling Joshua, be strong and courageous. But he's telling us. As Andrew and Sally were leaving for their new ministry a few months ago, we heard that last verse quite a few times. It kept cropping up and, uh, and we thought it was for us and, and we heard it. But as I, was, as I was preparing for this morning and reading that, I don't think I heard it, I heard something slightly different what I heard what I think was this have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be terrified do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go as the Bible says but I heard an extra bit and the bit that I heard extra was because God will make everything really easy and he'll take away all of the problems and you can just sit back and leave it to him and that's what I heard and then as time's gone on since then, some of us are thinking, well, we don't seem to be making much progress towards getting a new minister. And, and to be honest, I know some of us, well me at least, have felt a bit discouraged. And as I was reading that, and I was thinking, God's not saying you won't have cause for discouragement. What he's saying is, don't be discouraged. He is there with us. Now, actually there's loads of positives coming out of the delay in in finding a new minister. There's a lot of a lot of us have been praying and a lot of us have heard a really strong message from God about what God wants from our church and about what He wants us to do and what He wants us to reach for. And I think the message is really it's not don't be discouraged don't be afraid because there's nothing to be frightened of. There might be things to be frightened of, hopefully not. But what God is saying is, don't feel frightened or try not to feel frightened. Try not to feel discouraged because you're not on your own. Whatever it is, you're not on your own. God is with us. So I'm I'm sorry that I didn't understand that reading. I I, I did get discouraged and, and I'm sorry about that. But it's not just about our church family's journey. It's about our individual journeys as well. And and, and I really believe that God wants us to know that he's with us. We can trust him. It doesn't mean he's going to make everything all right or not straight away. It doesn't mean everything is going to be easy. It doesn't mean we won't feel discouraged. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be frightened about things. But what God is saying is that when He's there with us, we don't need to feel afraid. We don't need to be discouraged. We don't need to be frightened. We can trust in Him, He is our Heavenly Father. And he is with us. We need to keep that in our minds. When things are difficult. When we're having difficult times at school. Or we've fallen out with people. Or things aren't going the way that we expected them to go. When exams are difficult. When work is difficult. God is with us. We're never on our own through it. We can always trust in God. I'm going to invite Erin now to bring us our second reading from Daniel.
2: Daniel 3 verses 16 to 27. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar We do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace the God will serve, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. He will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we do not serve your gods or worship your image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And his attitude towards them changed he ordered the furnace to be seven times hotter than usual he command he commanded some of his strongest soldiers in his army to tie them up shadrach meshach and abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace so these men wearing the robes trousers and turnips also and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace the king's command was so urgent that the furnace was so hot, the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. The king Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his ad- advisors, weren't, the, weren't there three men that were tied up and thrown into the fire? They replied, Certainly, your majesty. He said, Look. I see four men walking around the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like the son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisers crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor a hair on their head's shinned. but their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them.
1: Thanks, Erin. I'm sorry, there's quite a few hard words in there. I thought that was brilliant, thank you. So we just heard then from the book of Daniel, and that's the same Daniel that we that we had in the quiz who was in the lion's den but the part of the book that we heard there was about three of his of his friends shadrach meshach and abednego and in the story king nebuchadnezzar well, i'm just going to call him neb <laughs> so it's a bit easier he'd been listening to some really bad advice and um and he and he built this big gold statue and he'd um he told to everybody that they had to worship this statue when the music was playing, and um, and these three three men they were quite quite young men, I think. They they didn't want to do that because they believed in God and God and they believed in His commandment that said, "You shall have no god before me." So they didn't want to worship the gold statue and and I think there was a bit of stirring going on as well Uh, but they 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 just stood firm and they said no we're not going to worship so Neb got really angry as as you heard in that reading there He, he he threatened to kill them but still they wouldn't worship the him or the the statue so he heated up the furnace to seven times its normal temperature and threw these guys in there. And after a little while, he realized that they weren't harmed, that God had taken care of them. But he, if you also heard when, when he was throwing them in, they, they, said, they said to the king, God can take care of us. God can keep us safe but even if he doesn't we still trust God and still won't worship you so because of the way that they behaved then Neb believed in God and trusted in God so that took a huge amount of courage and if you remember we talked about heroes but there's other things that take courage it doesn't it's not only when lives are being threatened and we know that there are countries still today where you can't be a Christian because your life's threatened if you're a Christian that that Christians are are attacked and sometimes killed and we know that there have been times when people were forced to be Christians even if they didn't want to be and were attacked and killed if they weren't Christians and we're lucky that, that we live in a part of the world in a time where there's a lot of tolerance and we are able to to be free about our religion and to worship. But what about other situations? What about times when we feel pressured to to like a football team or to not like a football team that we do like? you know can you imagine if you like Manchester City but but had to be afraid to tell people (laughs) sorry (laughs) what if you liked a particular activity you like to to dance or to sing but were afraid that people might might not want to be your friend anymore and these things don't just happen to to children, adults are in these situations as well, where they feel pressured to take a certain view or to pretend that they have a certain view or, or, or certain likes or dislikes. You know, we, we, we hear stories on the telly, the, the, the dramatizations like Billy Elliot, where people are bullied because they have, they have different views or they want to follow their own dreams. And, and I think this is where the story comes together with the earlier reading that we can be brave we can be bold because it might not be easy but God is with us we're not alone so what's a hero? who are heroes to us? to me I think some of the things that make people heroes are someone who puts others before themselves someone has the courage to stand alone the courage to say this is me whether you like it or not this is me and i will stand alone with god and i will do what my i will follow my path or the path that i believe is right a hero is someone who goes the extra mile to help others even if that means life's uncomfortable for them. Sometimes it might put life in danger, but, but other times it might be that they're going to get laughed at, or they're going to get pushed out of a club, or, or the friends won't talk to them. So it's Father's Day. Good dads and mums have a lot of the characteristics of heroes. Heroes. But being a father doesn't make us a hero. You don't have to be a father or even a mother to be a hero. Everybody can be a hero. Everybody can be brave, be bold and trust that the Lord our God is with us. So today, whatever you're doing for the rest of the day, whoever you're with, whether you're celebrating or just want to curl up in a corner, I pray that that you have a wonderful and blessed Father's Day. I pray that you have a great time and I pray that whatever challenges that all of us are facing at the moment, that we feel that with God's help, we can be brave and we can be strong.